Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WLG Discussion Lab podcast, a platform initiated by Wailing Gallery, where we share insights and hold conversations surrounding contemporary art. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We hope that you enjoyed the first two chapters of our podcast series on Ivan Lam's journey. In the first parts of the discussion, we have listened to the artist's own explanation on how his practice has evolved over the years and how he continues to seek for a way to push his boundaries and move forward. After years of painting, as discussed in the second chapter, Ivan eventually adopts resin as the final layer of his paintings. Yet, this process of layering created a new depth in his practice and it soon became an integral part of his work until today. For more, let's hear directly from the artist himself through this last part of the conversation between the artist and our gallery director, Lim Weiling. Enjoy! Okay, so Ivan, after that, I know that um, the paintings, you know, you sort of, sort of, I wouldn't say exhaust, well, exhausted, I suppose you moved, you decided that, okay, the paintings were kind of like coming to an end. And then you moved into resin. Resin started playing a really important role in your um, career and in, in works, in the making, your practice. Yeah. So uh, maybe we can just talk a bit about, you know, um, about the first piece from Together Alone. I mean, those are the m- most monumental pieces you made in terms of scale. Maybe you can just talk a little bit about um, about the piece, I miss, I Missed You, Dear. The resin came about to find something that that I could protect the work. Um, to I was using a lot of uh, uh, emulsion paint, um, emulsion paint to, to sweep over the work. And it wasn't doing what I wanted. I mean, it's glossy, it's nice, right? But I still thought that I could do a little better to, to coat it so it will protect it. Little did I know, um, the resin becomes the work itself. Uh, it was so integral about, about making the last step. Because imagine, right? Um, you you spend a couple of months making the work, and then the raisin is the the cherry on the cake, right? Where you need to you need to cast it, you need to make sure it, it's properly done, um, and then any small mistake in the calculation of your work uh, could destroy what you have done the first three months, right? Because resin is, is such a is a is a chemical process. Yeah, it's a chemical. So you get it wrong, you're the correct. It will you, you it will never be might, what it wants to be. Correct. It might not set right. So it's such a chemical, and it's kind of. Come to think of it, do you want to put the risk on your work, right? And that that whole part about having that risk about totally not completing the work and throwing it. I obviously have thrown out a few works because the resin didn't didn't set the way I want it to. Um, so resin has become let's say integral part of the work itself, uh, and why it's it's important to me because resin it would fill up all the nooks and corners of work. So there's no refraction from mm. light. So mm. when you see, right, you only see the work. Uh, you don't see any texture. It covers all that. So it makes the work highly high def. The color pops out, right? And I kind of sit in, the, my, in front of the moment and say, why can't a normal gloss medium does this? And I discovered because it takes away all these bumps, right? So there's no refraction of light. Mm. So what you see is directly into right. what you need to be seen. Mm. Um, so that, that amazed me. And until today, um, 12 years later of, of working resin, it, it's still a um, punishing medium um, to use. It's beautiful in itself, but you have to respect that. 
Um, so it's very uh, humbling. I thought it's a very humbling mm. material that could always put you back in place that you cannot say that, oh, I've been doing it for so long. I'm, a, I'm an expert now. I'm a master, right? And it will just bite you back um, if you if you put your guard down. Um, so I think that that whole part about keeping you honest and it could just destroy you have kept me on the street and narrow. So in, in a bigger sense of the word that you should always know the place that you are in. Um, and we are just, me and Alice is just a, a tool onto making the work and you are not above the work itself. In terms of the, you know, together alone, I'm just going to touch on that for a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, I remember when Ivan um, first um, came to me and said, you know, I'm going to be doing these really huge paintings. Like, how's, how big can I go? Yeah. And I said, as big as you like. Just do whatever you want. I mean, go for it. Like, don't hold back, right? And then I was like, when the works arrived, we had to like renovate the gallery to you know, take off the stairs and take off the banners <laughs> so that we could move the work up. I mean, you know, this is the thing, you know, when... You, when you believe truly in an artist, you know, what I believe to, I mean, Ivan and I have worked together for so long, but I said, just go for it. Then we have to just send, make, make things work around the work. And I mean, they were, they were phenomenal. I mean, you, you can see from the photographs, you know. And, um, and then thereafter, the resin became an integral part of your, of your making. And it even sort of um, started informing how you presented sort of um, work, right? I mean, maybe, you know, I remember you were saying that you were, you started la- using the resin as, as a final layer, but eventually the resin was a layer that came on top of a, a work and then you waited, waited for it to dry and then you did another layer of brush strokes mm-hmm. and then another layer of resin and it became sort of many, many layers of resin with brush strokes interspersed between them. What, I mean, what was that? What was that process about? Okay, so it kind of takes you back to the whole CMYK about printing it on top of each other, but you have that 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 few mm gaps between. So that create created a uh, a whole depth that you can look at artwork at a different angle, and it, it creates that that whole illusion. It's quite fun um to do. Obviously, it's quite tedious. You could make four or five paintings, but yet you're still making one work because you know it was so tiny the strokes. Um, it's like producing them using a machine. Uh, it's like every dot, um, every stroke counts, and it just goes layer and layer and layer and layer. Uh, I think the results, uh, it's really worth the the trouble and worth the effort of of doing that. So it's always pushing the envelope about what resin can do or what hasn't been done. So instead of being only a protective coat, it's become the art itself, layering upon layer, and you paint and you layer. Right? So you can create the whole depth. Literally, the the paint itself has depth now. It mm. creates. Um, an illusion, but the illusion is real at the same time because you do have four layers um, of paint on top of each other yeah. and they're not touching each other. So that's, that's a cool part about each and every stroke of them are so transparent, so thin that it just floats on top of each other. Um, I'm going to just now move to um, a, a very seminal work that you made. Um, called, and you know, like, I know that in a lot of your work, yes, we're talking about the technique, but there's also a lot of thought that goes into the making of the work. And um, one of them, the works that stands out to me that um, I remember um, was the work called Solipsism, which is a piece that you made um, on metal, um, aluminium. And um, you specifically said to me that within 
this work, there is a riddle mm. to be unfolded. Right. Right? Um, can you just expand a little bit about that, Ivan? So, I mean, you know, because I know you carry through, there's always a lot of undiscovered um, hidden meaning inside the work, which may or may not reveal itself to the, um, to the viewer until they spend a lot of time with it. I mean, how, can I just, I mean, just give us a little bit of your thought process about that. Okay. So the solipsism um, reference myself is as a few alphabets, uh, I, M, M, U. But if you don't look at it, right, um, you can see for what it is. Because I think a lot of people try to load so many things and that loading is, is quite heavy on, on the viewer. So if people, like you said, take their time to uncover, unravel. So they have all these hidden mistakes that sometimes I know and I would, I would tell people and I would tell certain people that they will get a bit more. And it's also the, the level of discovery. And that hidden message was quite fun to hide in a sense because raisin, the layer of raisin enables me to do that. Um, I could put one level of raisin and I could just paint one layer. So when I put another level, I could paint a different layer on top of that. Mm -hmm. But when you see it directly, right, you only see one layer because mm -hmm. you're looking at it. But if I tell to just move to the side and you can see it floats, right, and you can see that happening, so it will spell out a different alphabet altogether. So the whole riddle, it's written on the second and, and third level. So it's the first level is what you see. The second level, first level you see, second level is you see part of the word. And third level, you see more words and it will form the whole sentence in itself. So when you have all these um, what is it, devices that you can use, right? You can you can do all this fun stuff to it. But if not, right, you can just see for what it is. It's just three alphabets, or you can just say that it's just the train tracks, um, mm. the M and all the the what uh, the engraving on the aluminium. Mm. Mm. So it's basically like peeling an onion mm. and how deep you want to go for it. And raising an onion. No, I mean it's, if you look at the work up front, I mean again there are so many. I only discovered the real meaning behind it after many months of looking at the work. And then I, I saw it and I thought, son of a gun, Ivan, I got it now. <laughs> but it took me months to get there. Um, and then um, maybe we can talk a little bit about the duality in your work. Because you're always talking about dualities, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, the push and pull, uh, the yin and yang, you reference that. Um, do you want to just point, pull out a work, point out a work that you feel um, really demonstrates the duality in your practice and your work? I think the duality happened, right? Um, we started happening at, at Together Alone. That title itself, right? It's kind of like an oxymoron. Mm. How can you be together yet alone? Or how can you be alone yet together? So I like that that play of word. And I thought that's, that, that's quite smart. And how do you do that in, in your own work? And every series of that has two big works next to each other. Uh, let's talk about I Miss You, Dear. You have a target next to the dear, right? So when, you, when, when, when it comes to dear, um, there's always that, when you put a target, it gives you that, that notion about hunting and hunting animals down. And how do you actually target a, a deer? Right? So what happens is this whole after image effects. If you look at the target for about I don't know, 60 seconds, mm. right? The after image that you impose, you can literally yourself target the deer when you look at the deer and the target will be imposed in a different color. So there's a lot of color theories that's involved. So to make that, right, to make that connection, to make that happen is quite, to me, not to say it's quite clever, but you can take 
painting, you can push the boundaries a bit more, you can do a bit more, it can be a bit more interactive. Bear in mind then we don't have VR, you don't have AR, <laughs> we don't have QR codes and all that stuff. So it's like pushing the technology a bit, right, by using simple methods of or optical illusion that you can you can play with. And how the duality came about is um again, I miss you, dear. The title itself alludes to dear as in D E E R and D E R. Mm. So all this about the yin and yang, the black and white, the blue. I always feel that I couldn't find a balance. Uh, I feel like sometimes I'm always there at the fulcrum mm. and it's constantly in flux. Yeah. And you, you gain the balance only for a while before you lose it again. And you're constantly in search. So you're never satisfied. You're, you're never in a place where, oh, I'm going to stay here for a long time. I don't want to be that static. It's yeah. always that yeah, finding that It's always about pushing forward for you. Yeah, it, it's always it is. about like, I may remember you said, you know, you just get a bit, you know, you get a bit, once you, something is done, you need to move on, right? It's like this discovery of something new, like taking yeah. the next risk, like, in your practice, it's in pushing forward all the time. Like just keep trying the next thing, right? I mean, you know, there's so, there are a lot more pieces in between, a lot more series in between then, I mean, uh, Together Alone and now, of course. But what I found, I mean, you know, like even with your work, you know, in after you sort of mastered the painting, I remember you then went into that, that series called VPX, the Vanity Project. Oh, yes. Right? Where everything was like stickers and like <laughs> um, gunpowder and wax wow. and honey, um, honey yeah. and yeah, latex and, yeah, yeah, let's talk about you that. know, and razor blades. And I mean, there was just sequins, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, it was just sort of like, like, whoa, everyone who knew, knew Ivan Lam sort of thought, my gosh, he's like, He's gone into something else now, you know? Yeah. So, and I know yes. it was like that whole, it was a, a conversation that you were having with Dr. Honey about your work and how each mm. piece informed the next, right? So, I mean, just tell us a bit about, I mean, you know, about, about that. Yeah. It's like the whole thing about, you know, this, the, the painting is dead, but it's not, right? How, how what else do you want to do? Um, it was communicating, I think. Pain shouldn't be the only medium that you can use. So I always believe that if you use a new medium, um, the message kind of change. Um, the way you approach things kind of change. Um, because no longer you're comfortable, you're totally out of your comfort zone. But what holds is whatever is intrinsic in you. Um, you want to make something, you want to do something, you want to say something. If I would take away words, right, can you still express them? You know, people write, um, mm. people paint, people do a lot of things that can still express. So I've taken things that are, I've taken the one thing that I hold so dear, which is paint and brush. So for the longest time, I wasn't even holding the brush, and I I I do I want to have that the whole missing part, the sense of belonging that I miss holding a brush. And in order to do that, is to just give it up and give it all up mm. for the next couple of years, uh, and use medium that I've never used. We talk about honey, we talk about latex, uh, we talk about candles, we talk about sorry. So out of the comfort zone, going to meet people become a, a, a novice all over again because yeah. these are the things that I have no clue I got to look up I got to read I got to talk to people I got to go to material stores that I have never walked in and meet this this array of people that have given me so much you know mm. through effects. and becoming a novice is the best feeling that you can ever have um, to beginning to know that you can it's okay to make mistakes mm. um, it's okay to fall down the reason why we are falling down is so that we can get back up again and it's always that fun feeling about experimenting you don't want to lose that 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 sparkle, it's so difficult to, yeah, to become a child. Discover yeah. again, right? Correct. To it's walk in the studio and, and feel excited, right? There are days that I think 
sitting here is, is such a privilege after even almost close to 30 years about doing doing this it's been a privilege um and no one should take this for granted especially in in, in practicing mm. um yeah. this when you start taking things for granted that's when you lose yes, everything absolutely. that you've gained. Yep. so no ivan i mean it's i it's been a journey for me following you and a wonderful one as well i mean it's 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 always something to look forward to like visiting your studio and i know like you've got so many interesting things lined up even now in the studio i mean we might you might see, have seen some of them yeah. in sort of the in 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 the footage but it's so exciting because it's something again fresh and unexpected mm. you know and you know this is the thing with um Artists, I mean, I've been talking about genuine artists, artists who are making, make, making art for the right reasons. I mean, it is about this desire, this need to search, to continuously move and from one thing to another and to find yourself over and over again because it goes on mm. until the day you cannot make anymore, right? Or you yeah. can't think anymore. Then that's, that is the end of the journey, you know? So no, it's, for me, it has been a privilege and it has been such um, yeah, a wonderful experience. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the end of the insightful conversation between Lim Weiling, director of Weiling Gallery, with one of the gallery's represented artists, Ivan Lam, a critically acclaimed figure in the contemporary art world who, once again, is unafraid to take risks and has been proven to be consistent in his practice, which has spanned for over 27 years. Thank you so much, Ivan, for sharing your inspiring journey with all of us, Wailing for hosting this dialogue, and to all of our listeners here today. To learn more about the gallery, Ivan Lam and his works, please feel free to log on to our website, wailing-gallery.com, or contact us for more infos. See you in our next episodes. Thank you for listening to our podcast. On our next episodes, we will be sharing more topics related to art and collecting. So, be sure to follow us to find out more. See you!